My guest for this episode is Dana Wu. She is a senior recruiter for NVIDIA Corporation. Over the course of 13 years, she has worked at early stage startups, being the sole recruiter, handling everything from sourcing candidates, setting up recruiting processes, negotiating closing offers, and working as a member of a global recruiting team at large public corporations. I had the pleasure working with Dana while I was at Yahoo. She's one of the best recruiters I know, so I think you'll find the advice she shares in this episode to be very helpful. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. Welcome to the show, Dana. Hello. <laughs> Good to, to have here. you here. Yes, thanks for It's nice me. to see you here versus in Slack and Facebook and all the other places that we bump okay. into each other. <laughs> I feel like so, that's all I have time for is to pop in and... Uh, yeah, pop in and say hi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's start with a little bit about who you are and what you're doing right now. Uh, yes, I'm currently a senior recruiter over at NVIDIA, contracting. I've been a recruiter in the Bay Area for about 13 years now and have worked at a couple of startups, a couple of big-sized companies, and took some time off and had my kids. And yeah, and so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. And um, at the moment, I help support Ian Buck. I help support the Enterprise and uh, Data Center Group. I've just picked up the Millenaps group, and I'm also supporting the uh, AGX um, software group. They do the uh, Drive AI software for automated uh, autonomous vehicles. Excuse me. So that's what I'm that's working cool. on. That's cool. Autonomous yeah. vehicles. Wow. Yeah, you've done some cool stuff, like some AI companies, autonomous vehicles. Pretty Robotics, neat. Robotics. Uh, working with Peter yeah. Beal. That was really amazing. Bootstrap, very stealth stage style startup in Berkeley, and yeah, so I've, I've kind of done it all: the yeah, super small, super big, private, public. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the difference between being in a big company like Yahoo, where we met, and working with a, a startup. What's that like from your perspective as a recruiter? Oh, um, so big size company, you kind of get slotted in, and you just um, on one piece of the puzzle. So the whole recruiting cycle is sourcing candidates, um, moving them through the recruiting process, coordinating all of that scheduling, and then you know negotiating the offer and things like that. And so at a bigger company, you have usually a sourcer, you have a coordinator handling all of the interviews, you have the recruiter doing all of the offer negotiations, closing, and at a startup, you do everything. You help set up the entire recruiting process. And you hold debriefs. You tell them, you know, what everybody's focus areas are. I do all the sourcing. I do all the job descriptions. I just, I do everything from, yeah, start to finish. Wow, that's a lot of work. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we handle a lot more recs. So at Yahoo, Intel, Nvidia, you can handle anywhere from twenty to sometimes even sixty recs. And at a startup, you could handle maybe. Uh, eight uh, at the top end, maybe 20 or so recs, the very, very top end. And mm, you're doing everything okay. from everything, marketing, interns, um, UX, engineering, of course, uh, human resources, and bigger company, you're just doing one piece of the puzzle. So, yeah. so you've been doing, I know that 
when we were working together, you're doing a lot of UX recruiting. And now I see you doing a lot of kind of engineering leadership and some product. What are the differences between the different types of professions, like the differences you're seeing with engineers versus product versus UX in terms of that experience? Um, starting off in UX is really fun. You got to see everybody's portfolios. They love talking about their work. I call them peacocks because they were very flashy. They yes, they are. Very, <laughs> just very peacocky. And so it's just uh, all the bright glittering gold feathers and everything and showing off their work. It was really a lot of fun. Engineers are, um, they're... They're really difficult. I really have to pull them <laughs> yeah, to get quiet. them to talk about yeah. me, uh, talk about themselves. And I'm not an engineer, so it's really difficult when they start talking about the boot system and and the the Linux OS. And I'm like, yes, oh, okay, I got that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, though. But I have to, I you know. So I just make sure that they're able to talk intelligently about the kinds of products that they built, what they shipped what was the process and things like that. And so it's a little bit more yeah, of a grind to, to talk to those people. And they're always in such high demand. So they're, they get a little bit more flamboyant when it comes to offer time because they usually have other offers. Oh, and interesting. They're talking to Amazon, Google, Facebook, of course. all the good ones are. And so, and then here we are. Uh, product... <laughs> Product people are a lot of fun. I've been handling those fairly recently, and it's great because uh, they have to be able to talk to customers, so they have to have really strong communication skills. They have to be able to multitask, and so I'm learning more about those roles. And um, the, NVIDIA likes those to be a little bit more technical, and so I get to kind of talk to them uh, like a normal person, so to speak. And then um, let's see here, what else? think I did I miss a role there yeah no I think you covered it I mean I think um yeah I've kind of seen that managing teams like that because I've managed uh -huh. designers and product and engineering and yeah I think you captured yeah. the personalities pretty well <laughs> <laughs> data science and analytical people start going and they like to show charts and they like to show off their analytical prowess on me and I'm like okay <laughs> so but um yeah engineers are they're really fun um they they're just, yeah, they're, they're quite a challenge to talk to, for sure. <laughs> so so the, the thing that I've seen, this is, and for everybody listening, it's totally anonymous, totally confidential. Dana never shares any specifics, but you have some pretty funny stories. Um, oh, my gosh. And I, I think this is actually really useful because I think I you've seen, kind. I call it the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is uh, kind of the, the full experience of of good experiences, bad experiences, people are doing the right things, doing the wrong things. Oh, so gosh. what are the do's and don'ts <laughs> that you've observed over the years? Well, the do's and don'ts, I mean, I like the people who really prepare. I'll start off with the good. I like the people who really prepare for an interview. So you can really tell when they talk to me. So when I, I really liked when I worked at a startup because I got to talk to the candidates at the beginning, uh, find out, you know, what are you looking for? Why this company? why this role, are you interviewing around? So I could have got to really establish a relationship with them. At the bigger companies, I don't really do that until the very end because there's just so much volume. But uh, I really liked when candidates were prepared. You could just tell their, oh, I researched your company. I downloaded your app. I've tried it out. I caught a couple of bugs or I've been following your blog post and 
you know, I'm a regular contributor contributor on open source and things like that. You know, you can just really oh, cool. tell, and they have mm -hmm. very intelligent questions to ask you. Uh, they they send thank you notes and things like that after the interview and they research the interview panel they ask for focus areas sometimes i try to share those beforehand but if i can't you know just that just goes a really really long way the enthusiasm the energy during the interview and so that's always really really good and it really stands out and especially for a startup that could really make or break you because they just need to hire maybe one maybe two people Whereas the bigger company, they need 17 or 24 of them or so to speak. Right. And so the person who's really going above and beyond rather than the person who's being a prima donna or doesn't really show any interest, they're leaning back in their chair or things like that. And then they're going to go with, you know, the, the creme de la creme person. <laughs> and so, sure. yeah. um, other dues I can think about, let's see here during the interviews, being humble, being professional, and sometimes some interviews purposely go super casual just to see how much you cut loose and what that looks like. And I've seen candidates kind of fall into that trap where I think you mentioned <laughs> in your article, they start cursing, Getting a little too comfortable. they start yeah, yeah. sharing inappropriate stories. And you know, you just always want to make sure that it's an interview, keep it professional and things like that. And so, um, but yeah, like candidates are always keeping it yeah, professional and keeping it really solid. Um, I have, let's see here. At the very end of the process, I have so many bad, but... I know, um, you have so many stories. <laughs> I've had candidates, oh, when it comes to discussing the offer, I know this is always the most uncomfortable part of the process because usually the company the recruiter has you know they have all the cards they bigger companies can do all of the research and so they kind of know and you know your candidates are always kind of in the in the the what is it called the, the back end of the foot and so i understand what that's like you know we've all interviewed before and so i try to make people feel comfortable but i like it when i can have a dialogue you know hey this is where i'm at and inter i'm interviewing with xyz company I really need something at this. I'm really looking for this because of this and blah, 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 blah. If you can make something like this, you know, just having a dialogue. Okay, great. So I know what to go and look for and what your goals right. are. If you're totally like a clam, <laughs> then yeah. that's yeah. fine too. I can go back and, you know, hey, well, this is what we're able to make work. We've discussed it with our compensation team, our HR business partners, the internal hiring team and this is where we can make it work and you're still telling me that it's not good enough but not giving me anything i can't really go anywhere from that i can't really help you i can't you know do anything and i've had candidates that just do that and you know i want to help i, I want to i want to do make it happen i want to meet or exceed your expectations but if you're not willing to again have share and uh, and trust right, me right. to use that information for your benefit then um, it becomes, it becomes quite a drag and, and so, but, uh, the bad, <laughs> <laughs> I've had, uh, the in-person interviews have been funny cause you really get to see a lot when people come face to face with you and, um, it's really different through this whole video kind of conference. Like I've had lunch candidates where people ask for bacon and eggs and it's, <laughs> I, 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 I love bacon that. and eggs. I can't give that for you during lunch. <laughs> I've had people who have asked me 
when we uh, discussed an offer, um, what kind of transportation can I add into the offer package? Like wow. essentially what kind yeah. of car because they need to get to and from work. I've, I've had people literally tell me that. Wow. I've okay. had people call themselves Rolex watches and what would I offer this <laughs> Rolex watch? Wow. I've had people they call themselves in. a Rolex watch. <laughs> yes. He said, well, um, you know, when you look at me, um, you don't, you know, you can just go into a, Nordstrom and say how much is that Rolex watch you know you know that Rolex watch is going to be expensive and so you tell me <laughs> how much would you offer for this Rolex watch and wow, I should I win Emmy that. awards for the look <laughs> on my face because I'll literally right. be sitting across with them saying you're right I yes exactly let me go and see what I can do with the team and right back with you oh, <laughs> so I, wow I've had um Let's see here. What else have I? I've um, definitely the candidates who call the company the wrong name, so you can tell like oh, it's not really prepared. seriously. Yes, <laughs> um, I worked at a company called Bloom Reach, and that was a lot of fun oh, because yeah, everybody yeah. said, "Yes, I really oh, great. What do you what do you like about the company?" And oh, you know, I love what Bloomberg's doing. I've been following them along, and Bloomberg. I was really <laughs> I really want to work at Bloomberg, and I'm like that. That's great, but this is, uh, you know, it's slim reach. <laughs> so I've had um, people cut me off as I'm talking to them and saying, oh, hi, oh. so-and-so. My name's not so-and-so. It's this. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm, I'm looking at the resume, and it, it says so-and-so. Yes, but that's not my name. Uh, okay. All right. Really? <laughs> I've had awkward moments like that. I've called people for interviews and had them tell me, can I call you back later? So, <laughs> okay. Wow. I've had um, one outrageous person was really funny because I asked, you know, why do you want to work here? You know, I've, oh, I've always wanted to be at a startup. I love small companies. You have a high sense of ownership. He was saying all the right things. Everything was looking good. Great. So, you know, you have an offer from Google or you're done with interviewing with Google, what are you going to do when Google get back, gets back to you and, you know, they give you an offer? And the person said, well, let's be honest, it's, it's Google, so if they give me an offer, I'm going to take it. <laughs> well, I points for honesty. honesty. I really do, but I'm like, okay, that's a little bit too honest. So I've had that before. And um, what else? <laughs> I've had well, people I know shaking one hands. Oh, I remember <laughs> sorry, this one. I remember. No, go ahead. I yes. remember this one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do so much of this anymore, but especially at, well, NVIDIA, I've had a lot of in-person interviews. And for some reason, I mean, I, I do interview mostly men, but they seem to want to um, pull me off my feet or yank me toward them. And I have a pretty firm handshake myself. Wow. But <laughs> they turn it into a, it's, I don't know. It's like Strength a contest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or they try crushing my hand, and, you know, my hand's not... Oh, really? <laughs> not very big. Firm so, handshake. I'm yeah. like, oh, God, so I've had that. And um, let's see here. Just people who are, you know, just really rude during the interview. Um, would you like some water? Would you like some tea? Yes, can you go and get it for me? Or can you go and get me... This, this cup's dirty. Can you go and get me that? I'm like... I don't get that. Yes. I, I, I'm so surprised when people are rude <laughs> in interviews. It's like, well, I used to say, 
to my team that was doing the interview and I said, if this is how they behave on their best behavior in an interview, guess what it's going to be like when we hire them and they're a coworker is like, we don't want that. You know, I've had, yeah, I had a candidate call me at 11 o'clock at night about an offer. Um, he was, I forgot what he was looking for, but he was, um, you know, he was asking for more and I literally woke up in bed and I'm sitting there in the dark and I'm talking to him and I said, um, because I had to go on vacation the next day and I said, you need to talk with the CFO tomorrow and you need to talk to him about, you know, those equity questions and he'll be able to answer you. And, um, he, I forgot what he had mentioned. Um, he said, well, you know, uh, you're the one, you know, who called me up and, you know, decided to ask me these questions. And I said, yes, because you texted me and I decided to call you to try to answer those questions. But now you're having a little bit more in-depth questions. And so it's 11 o'clock at night. Um, you're more than welcome to talk to our CFO who's happy to answer those questions. And, you know, he's, so I, I try to go above and beyond, but I get really turned off when sure. somebody yeah. gets a little bit sniffy and attitude about what they're, you know, what they're expecting to get out of me. <laughs> so, right. But um, <laughs> I've had people talk a million miles an hour and I usually slow down a little bit or hold on. I'm, I'm taking some notes. What was that? And yeah, and they keep on talking a million miles an hour. So I've had that. And um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that I remember like some of the personal hygiene issues, but I, that's probably less of an issue now, right? Yes. <laughs> that's a benefit of remote had, work, right? Oh gosh, <laughs> I've had people, yeah, take their shoes off. I've had people sit back and put their feet up on the table in front of me. Which, oh, really? Um, I don't know. How do I take that? <laughs> I've had people staring at my chest <laughs> as I'm interviewing them. Oh, gosh. I've had, yes, I've had all kinds Guys. of... I've had people ask me to reimburse them uh, to take Caltrain to interview. So I had a person who lived in Sunnyvale and had to interview in Palo Alto. And he asked me to reimburse him for his Uber to interview. And of course. <laughs> because that's what Amazon was doing. And wow. so I, he got very upset when I said we wouldn't. And then at the end of it all, we just decided to do it because $27 wasn't really worth a thrashing on Glassdoor because we didn't reimburse him for his. Isn't that ride. funny? Yeah. Yes, now it's 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 kind of like the Yelp reviews where a restaurant's like, fine, you know, I'll make yeah. you happy. So you don't give me a negative review. Oh, exactly. Hold you hostage. Yeah. But that was, you know, we kind of everything was looking good up until then, so we just kind of backed off of that after that experience, and so, yeah. They had people um, go through the laundry list of everything that we offer. Do you offer four hundred one k? Do you offer ESVP? Do you offer <laughs> do you offer Caltrain reimbursements? Do you offer um, he just went through a whole laundry list and I said, We're a, we're a series A startup. We don't don't have a lot of those things <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, people forget that, don't they? Yeah. So, that's um, the difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Can can you provide what a big corporation provides? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's kind of silly. Oh, and um, yeah, people, especially at startups, they're looking for, you know, two percent equity, 
3% equity. And when I said that's, that's really not what we're like offering. Equity. <laughs> that's usually what we're offering our, our, our senior, you know, our executives. And he's like, well, you only have 50 people there. <laughs> I've had people yeah. do that. And yeah, that people should do their homework. Yeah. Startups are a little different. It's very, very different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so from the management perspective, cause I know I've worked closely with recruiters like yourself and a few others that, you know, I've, I've stayed in touch with over the years and oh. there are dream managers and there are nightmare managers in terms oh, of I'm so glad you how much they help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that can totally make or break your experience as a recruiter. Yes. I work with some that I literally want to hug because they work with me through the process they essentially I'm going grocery shopping for them. That's kind of what I equated to because I used to work in the kitchen and I, like I have to go, you're, you know, you're making, you're cooking up something really awesome. You don't have time to go grocery shopping. So I'm going to go do it for you. Now, when you tell me, just go get me great ingredients. I don't know what that means. And a lot of right. times people, yeah. you know, they, they don't want to put in the work. Just, I just want to see great people. And so I need to know, do you need tomatoes? Do you need onions? You know, do you want me to go get it from Andronico's, do you want Whole Foods or Safeway, you know, or is that good enough? But so I can move as fast as you enable me to. Um, if you want me to start from scratch, it'll take a lot longer and be a lot harder. Um, clothing candidates, I've had manage, my, a great manager that I've worked with will help source with me and help calibrate. Essentially, we have to get uh, calibrated on what kind of profiles yeah, did yeah, you exactly. want to see? Mm -hmm. What are some of those required skills? What are some of the you know soft skills? What do you want me to screen out for and things like that? And then once we identify the candidates, um, you know, help me prepare these candidates. What are some of the focus areas? Are you going to be covering, um, you know, culture fit? Are you going to be covering coding algorithms? You know, or, or anything like that? so that I can you know, help the candidate be prepared. Do you want them to do a presentation? Uh, what do you want them to cover during that presentation just so that we're not wasting anybody's time? And then also for the debrief, you know, having everybody get in their feedback in a timely manner. I am great at pushing people, but sometimes the hiring manager is even great when they're saying, hey guys, I need your feedback. And also closing the candidate, um, you know, delivering the offer and having the hiring manager um, startups are really great because candidates are always, you know, it has a big wow factor when you have the CTO or the, yeah. you know, VP of this or that calling you up and saying, hey, you know, I really enjoyed the interview. I heard you spoke with Dana. Like I said, we'd really like to have you join the team. I think you could be make a really big impact on this and start working on these projects. You know, it's really like, you know, wow. And so mm -hmm. you have some managers who don't want to do that or maybe they're a little bit too shy <laughs> and so <laughs> they, they won't help close <laughs> not really. really or it's just oh, not wow. that great you know and then or oh sure yeah, yeah. some just, people aren't some people aren't very good at it <laughs> no they're just not and I, I get it i guess i get it and so i can do all of that for you it's just a little bit harder <laughs> but because they don't really want to hear from me when it comes down to it, you know, they really want to talk to the engineers, yeah, who, the product people. Yeah, who their boss is going to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, but I hear it a lot. And then when I talk to a lot of people like, hey, you know what, why did you decide to join, you know, this no name startup as opposed to, you know, Google or Amazon? And like, oh, well, you know, uh, the head of engineering personally called me and said that they wanted me to join so the team. So it's little touches. Yeah, absolutely. And, 
I was mm. like, wow, oh wow, you know, someone so called me, and okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was it. Um, I have hiring managers who take forever drafting their job description, and when they get it to me, it's only five lines. And <laughs> just like, um, you have to put a little bit more effort and energy into yeah. this because, <laughs> you know, somebody's going to be reading this. <laughs> it's, it doesn't sell, it doesn't talk anything. There's nothing exciting about your role, about what they're going to be doing. Why should they join, you know, your team, your project? And, and so how do I sell your opportunity? Essentially, I have to go back and find people yeah. and try to convince them to talk to us, leave their company. <laughs> and so... Yeah. And yeah, I've had it's hiring a sales managers. and marketing piece, right? Yeah. It's totally a sales piece. You got to get it right. And I've had hiring managers who say, when I tell them that, then, you know, why do I need you? If you need me to do all of this, then why do I need you? And I said, well, good luck. You can call me <laughs> yeah. when be getting a lot of phone calls. <laughs> three months in and you still don't have anybody. So <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm here to kind of take care of all of that surface you know the premium candidates to you not waste your time and then also not waste the candidates time and then hopefully find right. you somebody but you know when we when you help me help you we can work really fast together but if you want me to do everything from the ground up it'll just yeah it'll take a lot of time and effort and exactly. energy and, yeah <laughs> yeah you said something interesting which i think is i wanted to point this out but what would you say is the percentage split between active versus passive candidates that you're working with? Oh, it depends on what kind of company. So startups, ooh, um, you go through maybe 40% referrals uh, or so you try to, but that gets exhausted pretty quickly depending on how big your team is. And then the bigger chunk for passive sourcing you have to try to find those kinds of people and then the bigger when you have a brand behind you you have a much bigger traction of uh, active people applying that yeah you can that's go probably through. true yeah you have maybe 30 percent they they try to do an even split of 30 percent referrals 30 percent active um 40 percent kind of passive but um usually yeah, for the bigger companies you're having a, a much yeah bigger traction in the but um, that's good, but then most hiring managers, um, they kind of want to see, you know, they want to go hunting after the people that they really, really want, and usually the people that you mm -hmm. really, really want aren't actively applying. Yeah, they're, they're employed. They're happily, yeah. gainfully employed. <laughs> so that takes a lot more work, you know, just convincing them to even want to talk to you and, you know, think about what they're going to be doing and making such a big career and life decision, and so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, I tell people that it's like, this is why I tell people it's like, if you are interested in a career change, start doing that before you leave your previous job. Because I, I am aware of, I don't know if I'll call it a bias, but there's a certain perception that somebody who's actively employed is higher value, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're doing well. They are, yeah, they're they're usually you know making a, quite a good impact, and they're, yeah. <laughs> so, and so, the competition. You don't have to really worry about too much competition because they're not actively looking around. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So that's always really yeah, nice. The, 
<laughs> yeah, that makes that part a little bit easier versus the candidates are like, I have five other offers. Yes, <laughs> like, and you're like, oh gosh. <laughs> which I know I'm guilty of recommending that. But <laughs> oh yes, I mean, and it's great. You yeah. know, I mean, hey, kudos. You know, I'm always like, you know, that's great. And um, I always have to tell people, you know, hey, if you go to Nvidia, if you go to Google or Facebook, you know, or if you stay where you're at, you're you're gonna get a paycheck regardless. But my job is to hopefully give you as much information as I can about the opportunity, the culture. You're gonna be the one doing the job day in and day out, hopefully long term. So, at, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, I, I think you should really focus on, is this really what I want to do? Is this going to make me happy? Is this going to challenge me? Is this going to right. excel my career? And then, you know, but sometimes uh, it's really hard to turn down a million dollar offer from Google. You know? And I so know. it's, uh, I, I, I get that too, but um, yeah. So what's the one piece of advice you would give to candidates right now? Because the market's a little different right now. There are, there are certainly some challenges with yeah. remote work and economic uncertainty, but what advice would you give to candidates who are looking around right now? Um, resumes and LinkedIn should kind of be closely matched together. So your resume should really read like a... right. Lots of bullet points getting straight to the point. I have helped a lot of friends draft and redo their resumes. And if you can't talk to a, a recruiter who's a, a friend who's a recruiter, have somebody at least double check your resume. Um, typos, you know, just having another set of eyes to look at it. I talked to a distant cousin of mine and um, I was I was pretty blunt because I was a family member and said, I can't understand any anything on your resume. I don't understand this jargon. What is this company I've never even heard of? Um, wow. My eyes yeah. are glazing over because <laughs> I have to read through this chunk of paragraph and I don't know what you've done and I don't know what you've used. I, I, I don't know. What, and she's like, oh, I didn't really realize that. And I said, and, and this yep. project, I, I'm sure you're really proud of this you know, culinary competition that you put together, but it has nothing to do with being an analyst. So we can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, making sure just to look over your resume, having somebody take a look at it and not being afraid to get it chopped up. And yeah, so, cause yeah. I know people get very, you know, personal, like, well, but I really want to have that in there, or I, know, I, I really want to, <laughs> I, just in case they see that, I'm like, a hiring manager and a recruiter is going to look at a resume and see what have you done and what can you do for me right now? I don't, right. Yeah. for an experienced position, position, they don't want to train a puppy. They want somebody to kind of, I'm sorry, <laughs> I like that. but that's they, just the analogy. I'm going to write that down. They don't want to train a puppy. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I use that analogy so many times when I talk to high managers, like, okay, do you, do you want to train a puppy or do you want a well-trained dog? You know, and, to, and he's, they're just like, no, I want somebody, I want somebody to. Nope, no puppies. No, I don't no want puppies. any puppies. Yeah. And so I want somebody who can layer over my role at least 50% or more. And I want to see that in the resume. If I don't see that, I'm moving on and I, I really need somebody to do that. To That's do a good that. point. Yeah. yeah. So I try to say, you know, when you apply for a job, try to take a look at, what do you have on your resume and what's in the job description and can you lay that over 
minimum 50% or so. And right, um, right. so don't try to apply for jobs that, oh, that looks really interesting. I think I could do that. It's not probably not going to happen unless you know somebody who works at that company <laughs> or is hiring for that role can vouch for you and you see know, I tell people that too. be that yep, advocate yep. or something like that it's really difficult but otherwise yeah and um let's see here uh what you can also do is apply to the job so i have a lot of people who ping me on linkedin saying hey i'm interested in nvidia can you tell me if there's anything that is a fit with my resume and <laughs> most recruiters will not respond to you because they're focused on only you know their their requirements if I have time, I, I try to respond to everybody. I try to, but I always tell them, take a look at the career site and you tell me what are the top two or three roles that you're interested in, apply to them online, and then I can see your resume and then I can forward them on to hiring managers or other teams internally. Because me having to grab your resume and then put it into the system and then attach it to the rec, it's already like three or four steps that most recruiters don't want to do. And so tell me what you're interested in and I can go ahead and take a closer look that way. So yeah, definitely apply to the, especially for bigger companies, uh, tell the recruiter which apply to the roles. If you can find the recruiter um, on LinkedIn it's or the hiring manager, it's also really good. I tell people to do that, but apply to the roles, ping the recruiter with the top two or three recs that you're interested in. If it's a startup, then just list the role that you're interested in and let them know that, you know, you're curious about that. So all they need to do is take a look and then they can see, oh yeah, this is really interesting. If it's a no, um, most times you won't hear a no, they won't get back to you. I will get back and say, unfortunately, it's not a fit, um, but that will help move things along faster rather than here's my resume. Please go find me a job. Right. <laughs> so, you do all the work. Find yeah, a it's job. not really yeah. going to. The less work that you make the other people on the on the other side do for you, the more likely you'll get a response, especially like the layering over. The resume is like 50, 60 percent minimum uh, fits the job requirements. Okay. And then you'll perfect. Yeah. Good advice. Well, Dane, I want to thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, sure. This has been a lot of fun. Lots and lots of fun. <laughs> I always love your stories. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. um, yeah and so um i don't know if you can think of anything else but uh yeah definitely check out read, read all of your your medium articles for sure you have a lot of good <laughs> advice there on interviewing i share it with with everybody say so, hey check this I out i appreciate that Once you thank get your you resume, yeah go check out this uh, medium article on interviewing because it's really the truth and <laughs> oh cool thank you i appreciate that well thanks again Absolutely. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life. <laughs>